On the other hand, now, we have a problem here. Any vow or obligation taken by a widow or divorced woman will be binding on her. What's, what's, the, what's the principle here when you really get down to it? Why is it that God can say that? He sets her in a wife. He lets her be covered by her husband. He takes a daughter and lets her be covered by, by a father. Here's the, the widow woman or the divorced woman, and she's stuck. But what's, what's really the principle here? How does God view women that are out of the home, in a sense, on their own? How does God view them? The Lord's their husband. Oh, spiritual answer. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, we'll take that. There you go. She's she responsible. But, but why? Yes. But why? Okay. Well, okay. Adults. Okay, that's not too bad. Sure. But the wife's an adult also. She's the head of our own. Okay. All right. Sure. She's the head of her own destiny, in a sense. That's all. But it's just the principle here. And the point is a fully functioning responsible adult on his own. In this case, it's a husband or father who's responsible. And a woman who's divorced or on her own or a widow uh, is also responsible for her own destiny. Yes. Um, I was thinking today, though, for instance, uh, just a case. We have, uh, let's say we have John, and John is 23 years old. And John has a, a sister who's, who's only 14 years old. And uh, the parents are dead. And uh, his younger sister makes this to his vow. Uh, can brother do anything about that? Scripture doesn't say. Boy, what do we do? Yes. Um, based on what principle? When parents is not their brother, he's expected to take care of the younger sibling. Good. Very good. That's it. Exactly. Right. And, and uh, American culture may not recognize it, but like Columbia culture, uh, elder brother, Elder brother is basically the father replacement if father's gone. Or what it can be an uncle maybe. But the point is, there's, there's always a, a more mature male somewhere around, ideally, whether it's an uncle or a brother that takes responsibility for a, a young child who's still in the home. If a daughter never marries but does go out on her own um, and completely supports herself, is, is she on her own then? Or is she still under the father? Well, what do you think? This is where the scripture doesn't handle it because uh, in, in Israel, a woman was never uh, often on that Mary. It just didn't happen. So, but what is the issue here then? Well, in um, Numbers 30, it says a young woman's still living in her father's house. Okay, okay, very good. Yeah, that's it. So she steps out from under the authority of the father. Then that makes her basically an adult woman all by herself, same as a widow. Or, but again, there's just general principles here, and sometimes Scripture doesn't specifically say it, but it gives you enough principles in general that if something else pops up, you just keep within the basic uh, spirit of the principle. That's all. And there's always this, this, again, this hierarchy. God thinks in terms of hierarchy. Uh, in some cases, by the way, uh, and it depends on the trustworthiness of the man. But I know of situations where uh, elders have taken over the uh, role of accountability for single women in the church. Uh, I've seen that both in a good sense and a bad sense, because sometimes it's abused. But the woman, in many cases, may find that as, as something to come. Or you find, like Mike, who's leaving, so, so you can't possibly do this, Mike. But <laughs> coming to him and asking him for covering so that if you do something, he can, in a sense, uh, has a right to, to nullify it. But 
as far as I'm concerned, uh, I consider women as perfectly able to handle life themselves if they're in a situation where they're by themselves. I happen to have a great respect for women, and I'm God's leading them just as much as anybody else. But despite that, we still have the hierarchy. And if you're in that setting, then, then the rules, uh, I see nothing in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, that would in any way counteract or nullify what's in the Old Testament. Nothing. The closest thing we get to it is Jesus says, if anything, you don't make any vow, because if you do, you got to fulfill it. That's what he said. Because Jews were very good at making vows all the time. Jesus said not to make vows. Again, you have heard the ancient were told, you shall not make vows, but shall fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, make no vow at all. Again, because careless words do nothing to cause you problems. We had a case in... Uh, it was either Turkey or Egypt, I don't remember which. It was a, a man and wife. He was American Caucasian. She was uh, some Asian of some sort. Not Chinese that much, I know. May have been Malaysian or something. But we're talking about a Christian family, missionaries. And uh, we worked with the husband on some issue. So with the wife, it came out that uh, she had, in her younger days, had felt a man had touched her in an improper way, or at least improper. He touched her in a way that, that she began to feel aroused. So she made a vow in her heart that she would never again let a man arouse her like this to, in order to protect herself. The trouble is, is at a time that we met with her, it must have been six or eight years later, she had two children and a husband, and she had no emotional reaction whatsoever to him. And he felt it, she felt it, and didn't know what was going on. And, and it never dawned her that that was an issue. So when we went ahead and began to do a, a you know study of her life and, and sort of ask God to give us some direction, this particular story came up, and we recognized the fact that in her um, in this difficult situation she found herself in, trying to protect herself, not can't fault the motive here. She was trying to protect her, her chastity, her purity. She made a vow that was just far too all inclusive, and 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 she's still held by it. <laughs> So she had she had to actually go before God and said, "I made an unwise vow that has only done harm to me and my family and my husband. You know, uh, forgive me." That was she. She had to confess it, and I asked that you release me from the vow that and God did. But just a, a word, again, good motive, good motive for good reason. But she did make that for the next two weeks. I didn't let this guy arouse me. <laughs> she said it for all men. See, she didn't think about the wording of it. That question. Uh, you just had yeah. mentioned a wording that she had in breaking her vow. But, well, you know, forgive me, you know, whatever, yeah, my vow. But when you talk about, you know, fathers, your husbands having the authority over wives and daughters, if he forbids her, then it's wrong. So it doesn't, that's just, that's enough right there for them, a technicality. As far as, as far as she's concerned, it's all in the father. Yeah, and uh, whether he has a piece at it or doesn't have peace, doesn't matter. She's off the hook. She doesn't have to worry about it. Basically, she can, if he gets struck by lightning, too bad. <laughs> Walks on. Yeah, he, he totally takes it. He totally takes it. 